0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Siphs. I'm your host, Natalia. And this is the fourth or fifth time that I'm recording this episode. And the reason for that is because I don't know what to say. There's nothing, there's nothing that I can say and there's nothing that I really want to say, at least not today. Uh, my boyfriend's dad passed away two days ago. And there's there's nothing I can say. Um, I'm gonna make this episode a mindful interlude, especially when we talk about we talk about life and then we talk about death and when... We talk about. When we talk about death, I feel as if we don't really know what we're talking about. As someone who studies, you know, all these faiths and spiritualities and philosophies and so many different views on death and what happens after and what happens while you're dying and, and all of this. And then when someone close to you, I don't want to say that, you know, my boyfriend's dad was close to me because he wasn't. I barely had the chance to spend enough time with him to say that I was close to him or that I knew him well or that I had so many memories with him, but my boyfriend did. Because that was his dad. And when someone close passes, you always kind of... I don't want to say always, too, because I haven't had, you know, too many people that I've known pass, but I feel as if you, you may think like, what happened while they were dying? What happened once, you know, they, they crossed that threshold? Are they still here? On the night that he passed, I, I needed a mantra. I needed something to, to keep honoring him in those moments. Because I felt as if he was still here. It had just happened, and I didn't know. I don't. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to think. Well, first I. First I just cried, (laughs) and I looked at Ma. I looked at my poster, Ma, and I see her holding the mudra. Fear not fear not. And I looked in her eyes, because I've been looking in her eyes since, since I saw her. And it's if the vastness of the universe of eternity just lays in her eyes. And when I look at this picture, this, physical depiction of what the universe may be, I can't help but to feel close to her. I can't help but to feel close to God, to the universe. And I looked at her and I asked, what do you have in mind? What is your plan? I've been studying the Ramayana for the past six weeks, five weeks with the Neem Karoli Baba Ashram. And for over an hour of these days, we've been going into the Ramayana and seeing it as our own life, as a reflection of our own personal life and how it just replays and replays and replays. So, when I looked in Ma's eyes, I saw my life and I saw my boyfriend's life and his dad's life as the Ramayana. Because it plays over and over. It's an up and down, it's the play of opposites. It's a roller coaster. And that's what it's been these past few weeks, this past month a roller coaster. And in the story of the Ramayana, Ram's dad passes from the sadness of Ram leaving the kingdom in, in exile. And I see my boyfriend as Ram, hearing the news of his father's passing. And his brother, his brother goes to go get Ram to return, bring him back to the kingdom and say that he's no longer in exile, like, to call it off. But Ram said, no, he'll stay for, what was it, 14, 16 years in exile? Because then his father would have died in vain. And I see my boyfriend. And, there's the sadness there's the emptiness that space that someone who had spent so much time with you of your life so many years of your life most of your life your whole life and you uh, you just don't know So I asked her what you what what she had in mind, what she has in store for him. I see my boyfriend's dad as having completed his mission. I feel as if when people pass, I think that whatever they were meant to do in this lifetime, they. they're they're done. Because I think everything everything happens for a reason. And every place that you are in that moment, that is where you are supposed to be. There is not one single moment that is a mistake. This entire life, this entire universe, this world is threaded by divinity and sacredness and perfection and love. There is no mistake ever that is made. To say that anything is a mistake or by accident or coincidence is to doubt God's beauty and God's story and God's creation. So when, when he returned to source, when he passed, when he left this physical dimension... That was his story. He lived his story. He lived his Ramayana. I think about when it was time for Ram to pass. And he was told by one of the sages, that he was like, All right, Ram, <laughs> that's it, you're done here, it's time to go. It's time for you to die. And Ram said, okay, I'm ready. But the god of death didn't want to get Ram. He was too scared of Hanuman, who would guard the kingdom, who would guard Ram. And he knew if death tried to, tried to get to Ram, Han- Hanuman would just, nope, he wasn't having it. Because Hanuman loved Ram. So Ram drops his ring in in the crack of the castle or kingdom. And it falls deep down somewhere in the cracks. And he goes and tells Hanuman to go get his ring for him. So Hanuman shrinks to the size of a beetle. And he, he goes into the crack... And he, he finds out that it's not, it's not just like a crack in the floor, but an entrance to a tunnel that led to the land of the serpents. And there Hanuman met Vasuki, who's the king of the serpents. And, um, Hanuman tells him, I'm looking, I'm looking for Ram's ring. So Vasuki brings him to this mountain of rings and says, oh yeah, you'll, you'll find Rama's ring here. And then Harman's like, what? How, how am I going to find his ring here? This is a huge mountain of rings. But as soon as he tried, as soon as he goes to the mountain to, to look for the ring, he picks up the first ring and there it was. The first ring he picked up was Rama's ring. Then he picks up another ring. That one's also Ram's ring. Next thing you know, he realizes all of the rings are Ram's. And he looks at Vasuki and he goes, What? Why? What, what's the meaning of this? And I'll quote this. Vasuki smiles and says, This world we live in goes through cycles of life and death. Each life cycle of the world is called a kalpa. Each kalpa has four yugas, or quarters. In the second quarter, or the treta yuga, Rama takes birth in Ayodhya. Then one day his ring falls in the subterranean realms of serpents through a tunnel. A monkey follows it and Rama on earth dies. So it has been for hundreds of thousands of kalpas. All these rings testify to that fact. The mountain keeps growing as more rings fall. There is enough space for the rings of future Ramas. So then Hanuman realized that it wasn't by accident that Ram dropped his ring down the crack. It was Ram's way of telling him that he couldn't stop death from happening. That either way, it will happen. But to show him that he will be back. That they have done this before. And he will be reborn again and again. You know, I... All of these things... they have weird ways of showing themselves and presenting themselves and sometimes when things like this happen you don't care for your mission anymore if you had a purpose like a sp- like every- okay of course everybody has a purpose but if you were born And, you know, God told you, here, this is your purpose. And it's like a a set in stone purpose. Like, that's what you're supposed to do dharmically, everything like that. And then, you know, something happens that throws you off. Something like someone you love dearly passes. But it's your dharma to keep going. To keep doing what you came here to do. How hard must it be to want to keep going? How can you continue on your path? How can you fulfill your purpose without that person? Without someone you've cared so deeply for and cherished? Thinking about that also makes me think about Ram again in the Ramayana. How his dharma originally was to become the king of Ayodhya. And then he was sent to exile for years. But he had no fight. He accepted that as his dharma. He saw it as just another turn that his life was taking, that his path was taking. When I looked at Ma, I thought of the Ramayana. I saw her mudra in fear not. Help but to cry out, Why? What is the purpose? But I wasn't expecting an answer in that moment. As soon as I heard the news, I waited for the next call from my boyfriend to tell me to go over to him. The second he told me "come," immediately called an Uber because I don't have a tri- I don't have a car. Um, and the man who picked me up looked exactly like my boyfriend's father. It was as if he was driving me personally to see his family. To be with them during this time. And throughout these past days... The synchronicities... Even before this had happened... The same day... My boyfriend had saw his father that morning in the hospital fine. And he kept telling me... I kept seeing synchronicities in the hospital... What could God be telling him? Hours before his father passing, the universe is speaking to him. Synchronicities tell us, you are on the right path. Fear not. Everything is happening the way it's meant to. And then that happens? How can you feel Someone who isn't as connected or in knowing of, you know, the divinity and the purpose, the greater purpose of things. You would be so angry. I would be so angry. I would say, what are these messages for? Why are you sending me messages and then you, you take my father from me? And then you continue to speak to me as if everything's okay? What are you trying to tell me? And I'm sure something along the lines of that may have gone through my boyfriend's head. But he is not someone who is not ready for anything because I see him as Ram and he is so wise and I see him sit at his own altar staring into the eyes of Santa Muerte not knowing of course what he's thinking but seeing him think and reflect I see him as not mad at the universe or mad at God because he knows he knows there's the Dharma he knows his Dharma he knows this wasn't by accident and he knows he's here for something else This episode, it's a mindful interlude, but I think the thing to be mindful of is going back to when we think about life and death, you know, we think about death. And we don't know what we're thinking of. How can we know what to even imagine? There's so many things we can learn and study, but we never really know until we personally experience this. And then when you think about life, think about the things you are doing the things you haven't done the things you need to do the things you want to do and in every moment are we appreciating life as it is in this moment are we being here now be here now Be here now. Be here now. Be here now. There is only now. There is only this present moment. And in the moments that we're walking over here or telling somebody to go do that or asking someone for directions, are we in this present moment? Are we realizing that we are in this life? We are this consciousness in this human flesh, in this body, in this being. And we're paying our taxes and we're doing our job and we're, you know, paying our bills and and arguing and doing everything that doesn't make us realize that we are in the grace of God at all moments. We are in this This reality that seems impossible because how can something like this even happen? How could I be talking to you about this? How do we have the capacity to understand things like this? To even comprehend even bigger things than this. How is this? You know, you you look at animals and insects. And then you see us. And we have this ability to think beyond the physical And there's this vastness that we just don't know, that we don't understand. And it's always there. It's that subtle hum when everything is silent. It's the sound of the Vedas. It's the essence of Brahman. It's the glory of the Holy Spirit. It's the energy of Ma. Be here now. Be here now. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I hope this let you reflect on something, even if it's not even related. I hope you bring more presence into your waking life. When things get still and become silent just for a little bit, When everybody leaves the house, the moment the door closes behind them and you hear that silence of just you and the universe, you think, this is it. This is, what is this? I'm here and I'm here with you and we're just being here now. And you realize that all is divine, all is beautiful. All is perfect. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. So thank you again for listening to this. I want to say rest in peace, but I feel like that's so overused and it doesn't even sound meaningful anymore, honestly. It's like a meme now. <laughs> so I'll chant a call three times. This is used in Sikh tradition. That when a call is chanted when someone passes, it raises that soul and that spirit's energetical vibration so that it can pass from the dense, it can leave the dense energy of the physical realm and make its way higher to the higher ethereal dimensions. And he could find his way to Ma faster, easier. And maybe, just maybe, leave the endless cycles of suffering of samsara and find nirvana and be one with Brahman again for everything you have done in this world in your lifetime for bringing such a beautiful human to this earth and for being a beautiful human on this earth for sharing your love your light your happiness, your beauty, your soul. May we meet again in this realm or another. May you become one with Ma once more and attain love eternity bliss Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandhim Pushti Vardhanam, Urvarukami Vabandhanan, Mrutyor Mukshiya Mamritat. Om Triambha Kam Yajamahe, Sugandhim Pushti Vardhanam, Urvarukami Vabandhanan, Mrutyur Mamritat.